So following on from uh, yesterday's message, we can have been born again for many years and not live in that rest of faith spoken of in Hebrews 4, 1 to 3. Hear it in the Passion. The faith's rest life. Now God's offered to us the same promise of entering into his realm of resting in confident faith. So we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. For we've all heard the good news of deliverance just as they did, yet they didn't join their faith with the word. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply, for they doubted. For those of us who believe, faith activates the promise and we experience the realm of confident rest. For he has said, I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath. They will never enter into the calming rest of my spirit. We discover from this passage that the reason we're not at peace in the calming rest of his spirit are the twins of doubt and unbelief. They're killers, both of them. In the context, the writer is speaking of Israel and their failure to enter into God's promised rest, the rest that was lost at the fall that he wants to restore. So they would live long in the land he'd given them and there's a warning here to us not to fall into the same trap of unbelief. There were a number of reasons for Israel's declension and not least was that they didn't want God's government. They wanted a man to rule over them like the nations around them. You can find that in 1 Samuel 8 verse 7. And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they haven't rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Give us a man like the nations, they shouted with one voice. So he did. Saul. Now here's a man who epitomises the statement, it's not how you start but how you finish that counts. He started full of the spirit, changed into a different man, but he finished in deception and desolation. Insecure, jealous and fearful, he pursued David in an attempt to kill him for 40 plus years. Not a lot of rest and peace in there. Whenever we shout loudly and long enough, God will give us what we want and then we have to stew in it, if I can use the expression. He gave the Israelites what they wanted, a man to rule over them and they went downhill from there fast in a slide that has not been recovered to this day. Take a look for yourselves. John 1. He came to his own and his own knew him not. So there's this. Give us a man to rule over us. We don't want your government, God. Give us a man so we can argue with him. And then what followed was that they couldn't enter into his rest because of those twins, doubt and unbelief. Unsurprising, really, because they wouldn't let God be God and they go downhill fast. There's such a stark lesson here. If we resist his rule over us, his benevolent dictatorship, which is for our supreme, our highest good, and insist on going our own way, being our own master, directing our own destiny, we aren't ever going to come into that rest, the rest of faith. Because why? We put our faith in our own methods, our own way of getting things done, getting what we want out of life, not his. 
We said it a few days ago and I'll repeat it just in case you missed it at the time. I am the master of my fate, the captain of my soul. That comes from Invictus by William Ernest Henley. But thank you for your offer. You wouldn't be saying that to him right now, would you? Thank you for your offer. But I'm the master of my fate, the captain of my soul. No, of course you wouldn't. Hebrews 6, 9. Beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. That's all right then. I'll see you tomorrow.